0: Next, on a tale of two rivals, Damien Harris, Joe Burrow, Marquise Brown. What's the make of these situations? The Space Band breaks it down. Stay tuned. Travel. A fantasy football podcast put on by your 3 P. go with go-with-your-gut, T2C-dominated champion, and a numbers-obsessed, Twitter-following-counting, never-mutant-his-mic-nerd to find some sort of consensus to share with you, the fantasy football listener. Who am I delightfully joined by?
1: Joined by at FF underscore spaceman Dave Wright Todd. We're ramping up for episode two this week, and uh, we we let some we uh, got into the banter la- yesterday. Got in the Halloween spirit with a question today. I am ramped up for uh, my takes today, man.
0: Hey man, I'm ramped up too. I got it. You know, I got to take a moment to um, give us a sincere shout out to um, some weed mates, uh, Levi Valentine and my other competitors in the c2c league you know i'm seven and zero in the pro league uh i'm the leader in the empire standings which combines the college and the pros so i really want to appreciate you guys giving me an avenue to show my dominance and um i'm really enjoying this league and i look forward to pointing levi to six and two on the year while i advance to eight and zero next week suck it
1: moving on it's really disappointing todd that when they were drafting, they said, I don't care what happens as long as we don't let Todd win this and uh it's not it's not going well Todd I don't like I don't like how this is shaping up. seven and0 Dave seven and zero. I will say I just want to say hey everyone else who's giving me crap over the years on Tale two rivals oh you didn't you didn't you let him repeat you let him get the three well screw it because I know a lot of listeners are in that campus of cant League. what do you got to say now tough guys let it rain it fuels my fire. All right Davey. Let's get to your takes. All right. I'm, I'm done pumping you up because I'm about to take you down here. No, actually, probably uh, a lot of the same similar feelings on these players. But the first one is Damian Harris, Todd. He's currently the RB 16 overall in PPR scoring. But in uh, points per game, he's the RB 23. He was the RB 32 back in uh, DLF's August ADP. And ma- so managers who have him rostered right now have seen a decent return in that investment. However, I think now's the time to look to trade Harris. Two of the of his three highest scoring games this season have come against the New York Jets, including Week 7's 25-point performance to make him the RB3 for the week. And prior to this explosion, he was the RB27 in PPR points and the RB35 in points per game. This one week has really vaulted him up the RB ranks. And I have some bad news for Harris believers. The Pats won't be playing the Jets again this season. They've already played them twice the first seven weeks, and they don't have the the Jets again. That's, I guess, the, the the biggest bad news for Damian Harris, uh, believers. But I think the real killer, in all seriousness, is his 4.5% target share, which is roughly a target and a half per game. And that's what really limits him, Todd. I don't want to harp on it too much because we talk about this all the time on Tale Two Rivals. But when you don't have that receiving upside, That You max out as an RB2. I don't care how many touchdowns you score. This is not the Tom Brady-led offense of the past where you can get LeGarrette Blount scoring 22 touchdowns or whatever it was. He's incredibly touchdown-dependent, and I do think this Pats offense might develop a little bit more as Mac Jones develops as the season continues, but I don't want to be attached to an RB who can, in PPR, can go for 70 yards or 80 yards and only get me you know, eight points or nine points in PPR. I, that is not what I want from my RB two. I want some, I want some upside and I don't think Damian Harris has it. There's a, and I saw, so I was looking like, what does that mean? What, what's some actual advice? There's actually not a ton of D left trades that have been done in the last, in October for Damian Harris. But one that did jump out to me was Damian Harris for Terrace Marshall. That intrigued me. I'm not a huge Terrace Marshall guy, but the idea of maybe Sam Darnold being, uh, being pushed out maybe at least if not as soon as the trade deadline, but maybe in the off season is appealing to me. And I could, I, I still, I don't think Terrace Marshall is just going to be a butt I'm not giving up on Terrace Marshall by any means, or maybe an Elijah Moore, Damian Harris, if you can sneak that, uh, I don't think he can, but who knows? Because right, people are desperate for running backs. And this is the time to do it after a 25 point explosion from Damian Harris. Uh, Todd, I I don't, I I even like do it for a second round draft pick and just a flyer running back. That's just how much I just want to get out of Damian Harris. Unless even if I'm like a win now contender, I'm I'm fine with taking the draft pick and a depth piece running back at this point.
0: So I'd like to point out how pissed I am that you picked this topic because um, I was going to start shopping him like tomorrow. Just been busy. Just haven't had a chance to do it today. Been more focusing on C two C today. So yeah, and I have him in our T two, uh, in our T O two rivals league. So I guess I'll be sending out some offers when I go to bed tonight, because I want to get him out <laughs> before this publishes. And I hope I make a trade with somebody, and then they re- then they hear this and go, ah. Oh. So- <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I totally agree. Um, I mean, playing with the Jets, I liked him as a buy low because you knew there was a chance for him to have at least early production because it, like. You could just totally tell he was the best running back on the Patriots. He's going to get his chance. I don't think it's sustainable. Um, he's definitely a guy worth moving right now. Uh, and the other thing that's interesting when we talk about his target share is that James White's on the IR. There's opportunity for him to have done something there. And they clearly don't trust him to. So that's telling. I don't like the Marshall. Ah, I'd be okay with Elijah Moore straight up. It'd be like, it doesn't get me excited, but I think it'd be like a smart investment. Again, I'm always about like taking a player like this and pairing it with a better asset to move up above that asset.
1: 100% agree. 100% agree.
0: So that's what it is. So, like he's the kicker of the, and he's a amazing kicker in a trade because somebody could start him the next week as their RB two. So he's attractive in that. You're not giving a death piece. You're giving a starting running back to somebody or a flex option. Like a strong one, that's the way to trade Harris. Is pair him with something better that's going for something better than that. He's the perfect two for one, perfect,
1: hundred percent, Todd. And I—that's a good point. I—I I was trying to think of some one for ones or, and type of stuff, but yeah, that's nope. the way to do it, hundred percent.
0: Two for one, and he's your—he's your kicker in the deal, so
1: for sure. All right, next. So Joe Burrow, Todd, is someone that I was—I was over. I had like—I wasn't like. Uber ahead of consensus. I had him I have him everywhere that for redraft. I have him like in best ball redraft. I have him everywhere and that's starting to pay off. I did have Joe Burrow over Trevor Lawrence in dynasty in the pre in the before the season started and that might have been controversial at the time, but I don't think it really was. So that's and it's tough to to move Joe Burrow that much higher knowing what's ahead of him, but it's just fun to see Joe Burrow rise up the fantasy ranks the last 4 games. And he's now up to QB 14 in points per game after being the QB 23 in points per game the first three weeks. And there's a few narratives, Todd, explaining why, why this is happening. And, I, and to clear it out, I kind of looked at the schedule. I want to see like what, what, what kind of run defenses, what kind of pass defenses they had to kind of explain away why maybe he had a, a down first three weeks and none of the DVOAs for run or pass defenses for their opponents the first three weeks or. Or the the last couple of games have really stood out to why he's taking advantage. So I kind of ruled out schedule wise, and then it kind of so then the major thing is well the Joe Mixon injury was one thing, and I and I just don't really buy the Joe Mixon injury as being the reason why he's jumped forward. I think it's more that Joe Burrow has he's got he's gotten right physically and mentally where he's trust that surgically repaired knee, and so has the team that he's now starting to take the step forward. He's gone from so so since that week three he's gone from twenty five. Past tense per game, those first three weeks to 34 pass tense per game, which is a huge jump in volume. And he's made 10 big time throws. So, even in the quality of his throws, he's being a little bit more of a risk taker and making some money throws. And he, he had so the last four weeks he's had 10 compared to three through the first three games. A metric that I've gotten to use a lot more is EPA per dropback, which is basically a metric that determines each. Dropback. How many points? NFL, real life NFL points uh, that play or that dropback adds to the NFL to that to their point total. So uh, over average. So uh, how much he adds to what's expected? And Joe Burrow had like just point zero one EPA per dropback the first two, the first three weeks, which is is just that's middling. But it's gone up to 0.31 or point three four something like that. Expected points per dropback, which is a huge drop. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that his efficiency has gone through the the roof the last couple weeks. And that's through some big plays from Jamar Chase and some of the other, uh, just the offense in general. But what's been crazy to me, Todd, is that he's just top 12 in every major passing category that measures QB performance. Completion percentage over expected. uh, On target percentage. Clean pocket. uh, Or completion percentage from clean pocket. His pressure completion percentage. His QB rating. Big time throws. His pacer and the EBA per dropback, which I mentioned earlier, all top 12 in each, every category. So he is consistently doing great through, uh, he's doing great in every metric that we care that we should be caring about for quarterback performance. And what's even crazier, Todd, so I remember last year, one of my biggest criticisms of Joe Burrow was his deep ball percentage. He, last year, Todd, he has a 19% accuracy when he's throwing the ball 15 or 20 yards down the field. And that was one of the biggest reasons why A.J. Green, who got a lot of deep targets last year, wasn't very good. Now, A.J. Green didn't help himself, but Joe Burrow was terrible throwing the ball deep last. 19% is terrible. Well, this season, he's back to the middle of the pack, and like the top 15 now, at 44, 44% completion percentage uh, on deep balls, which is huge. It's a huge improvement in his game. And it's just I think that just really shows you that he's coming together, that knee is looking great. And that offense has finally got upped its passing rate, which was really holding him back for the first three weeks. And side note, Todd, over a forty percent target share for for T. Higgins last week, things are trending up overall. Just really excited about Joe Burrow, and just I I really want the reason why I brought it up, Todd, is I really wanted to highlight just how things have changed the last month or so for him and what that means going forward. Because I think he really takes it to the next level. In the second half of the season, where he's going to be probably a top eight quarterback the rest of the way.
0: I came up with the term the Burrow line for me today. That is the line where my Lance and Fields obsession stops. I will not take them over Jer Burrow. Jer Burrow is, he's got the skill set and the talent around him. And let's not forget that last year he lost his blindside tackle, a first round draft pick. Like Before the season started, they got him back. Then they added Riley to that line. So that line has been upgraded this year. They did a nice job putting that together. So that's definitely part of it, too. Yeah, and Jamar Chase, there's a love, lot to love with that, with all the metrics Dave's dropping down. I mean, he's my QB7, firmly, all right? And that's an impressive number to put in, given how deep this position is now. So I love Burrow, man. I think he's, he'd be really difficult to get in a trade. And I don't really see a move that's really worth moving him for. Like, I don't think I'd want to move back to any guy besides Burrow. And I think moving up. So, like, I think he's an absolute quarterstone. I think he's a guy that you can rely on to be your QB1 for many, many years in Dynasty. Many, many years.
1: Take three. Todd, and I'm excited to talk about Marquise Brown. He's a player who's had a really a, a strong season so far. Was one of my favorite trade targets and values this offseason. In a lot of my rebuilding, I-, I took over an orphan in one league, and I traded, uh, I targeted Marquise Brown, and I was really excited about how that's turning out. Uh, just he's just drastically underrated this offseason because of a lot of vi- uh, emotional, like narrative-based things. The drops, a lot of drops last season, and there was also the low passing volume offense, and then Rashad Bateman was drafted. And Todd, remember all offseason when we talked about Lamar Jackson, we talked about what happens if he comes, he makes a step forward as a thrower, or if this offense throws the ball more this season. Well, guess what? Both have happened so far this season, and now we're seeing what happens with Marquise Brown. Also, too, a thing that happened is he—he he was been players who are labeled as a boom bust type player are discounted way too often. I think consistency is a myth and it's overrated. He is one of three wide receivers, Todd this season to have at least five top 24 PPR games this season. Only Cooper cup and Justin Jefferson have more top 24 games than him this season, which I think says a lot about this thing that, Oh, Lamar uh, Marquise Brown is just this boom bust player. He has 25% target share, which is good for 15th, in the NFL he's 19th in yards per route run. He's seventh in receiving yards and he has over 15 yards per reception. He's tied for fourth in touchdowns. He's second in the league in air yards, and he's sixteenth in market share of air yards, which is also impressive. Seventh in yards per receive, receiving yards per team attempt. Fourteenth in whopper weight opportunity rating, and second in fantasy points over expected. So he has just been uber efficient. Only Jamar Chase has been more efficient with his targets this year than Marquise Brown. I'm sorry, we're, we're worried about this low pa- volume passing offense. He's tied for twelfth. In the NFL season, or in the NFL this season, in routes run, that is, he's getting plenty of opportunities. Todd, and we're seeing it. And I did, no, I did, I went through and I did a, a quick ranking of my dynasty wide receivers, and I could not get him up into my top twenty-four. He's my twenty-fifth, I think. And I was looking at DLF's top thirty wide receivers in their composite site rankings, and I, in in those top thirty rankings, I'd take him over Michael Thomas. I think we're Chase Claypool. And I have Amari Cooper in here, but I might pause a little bit on Amari Cooper. But I could be convinced to do Amari Cooper, Akenan Allen, Allen Robinson are all players who I would take over Marquise Brown. I actually made a trade in our home in our Taylor Two Rivals League title where I actually paired Christian Kirk with Allen Robinson to get me Marquise Brown. I just want to get that deal done. Uh and I, I I do miss Christian Kirk a little bit, but I was happy to get Marquise Brown, who I think is 24 years old, too. People forget how young he is, and he's about to enter the prime of his career. And yeah, the drops are bad here, but these deep targets and these touchdowns, these air yards, Todd, Marquise Brown, definitely, I, I still think he's a value, and and I just listed the players I'd rather have over him in, uh, or I'd rather have than him. No, I'd rather have him over in Dynasty. I'm very excited about Marquise Brown. Are you very excited about Marquise Brown? I couldn't tell. Yeah, Todd, those were some, I, I'm sorry, those... <sighs> If you wanna if you wanna try to seduce me, just talk start reading about those where he ranks and a bunch of those stats, Todd. Ooh, I am hot and bothered.
0: Not a joke.
1: Woo <laughs>
0: look at Davey with the off-season recommendation brag. Look at me, look at me, all eyes on me, and look what I said. Oh, David. You know it, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, there were legit concerns given the passing volume. I mean, he was the only the, you know, wide receiver 32 with like a hundred targets last year. But and did I like his offseason, this value this offseason? Absolutely. Did I think he'd have this type of year, this range of outcomes? Not a chance. I don't think you did either. I don't think you did. Be honest. Be honest. Outstanding measurables, though. Can't deny that. I agree with him over Thomas, over Claypool. And I, I agree with him over a Rob, but I actually think a Rob's a nice target if you're not competing because he's still a very good wide receiver and there's zero doubts he's leaving Chicago. The Keenan Amari one is tough for me. Because you're basing that off a half a sample size over these guys who have been close or at stud status for quite some time. I could get on board for the move of Allen to Brown if you're getting more back. Cooper's a little tougher for me given the offense he's attached to. But if he does, because if he does also leave, that's like he's probably the wide receiver one and commanding some serious volume. But there's no denying that Brown is a cemented wide receiver one with Lamar Jackson and. He's making the most of his opportunities, and he's getting plenty of work. And he's obviously, he didn't come out of nowhere. Like, he's been productive. He's just taking a big leap in we, in year three. So, absolutely. Absolutely, like, a guy. And the fact that you couldn't, just couldn't get him inside your top 24, I find that very interesting, Davey.
1: It was tough, t- there's because there's our, there's a lot of great young wide receivers. There is. And it, it's a jam pack. but I still thought, any guesses where he was back in May? What his DLF ADP was, Marquise Brown, like thirty six? Nope, higher, forty five, higher, fifty two, on the dot. Wide receiver fifty two, and that's what I'm talking about, Todd. In value, yeah, maybe I didn't think he'd have top twelve upside, Todd. I definitely thought he had top twenty four potential, and that, and he's gone above my expectations. But I, that is just insane value attached to one of the better young QBs in this league who's exciting and dynamic and who has a great deep ball. And it's been exciting to see just Marquise Brown coming to his own. And that is an insane value. Todd. In Wide receiver 52, he's now a top, he's performing like a top 12 wide receiver.
0: There's no denying he's legit. There's zero denying. And if you were smart enough to go out and get him or draft him, like trade for him or draft him this year, congratulations, you just struck gold. Yeah, I think there's Un- still,
1: unbelievable. There's still wiggle room to go get him, Todd. I think there are people there. Yeah, maybe, no, there absolutely is. Maybe not as much as there was a couple of weeks ago, but there's still some room to go get him. So I think a first round. I'm curious if a first round twenty, a first round draft pick gets him at this point. I think it might. I think a, someone might just give up a first. They'd be willing to give up a first round draft pick for him. Maybe I'm being a little overzealous, but I think that gets it done. If I'm the top half of my league, I'll give up a first half. I'll give up first up for him easily. Yeah. And two, Todd, you one thing you did mention where he's like a bona. F- he, I'm not sure if you said he was the wide receiver one in, ba- in Baltimore or he's a wide receiver one type wide receiver in fantasy. But Rashad Bateman in his first in his second week back or first week back actually out had a higher target share. One more t- one more target than Marquise Brown, but Marquise Brown still eight. So even with Rashad Bateman back. Who I think will grow and get better and all these things, but it just shows you that they actually probably complement each other very well. So I don't think that Rashad Bateman coming back actually hurts Marquise Brown. I think they complement each other. So uh, I just I think he's a just crazy season so far. Love to see it.
0: Lovely, David. Lovely. All right. Let's tell the people where they can find us. You can find me at ff underscore banterman over on the Twitter machine. You can find myself over at IDP guys. I've updated all my Debbie rankings, and I'm working on my C2C rankings. However, if you want rookie, Debbie, C2C, Dynasty advice, just message me. Start a conversation. Connect. And I'm
1: happy to talk. Excuse me. Banter. Davey? Todd, this was a phenomenal week. I really enjoyed our our topics this week. And I'd love to hear some rating reviews. We've been getting some amazing feedback in DMs. Which we we love to hear that people love this new format and they love the the, just how succinct and compact it is and how we're approaching this and it's allowing the banner to shine through here and and it's just a more a better medium to to get some tail two rivals in our analysis in season and and so just a a rating review over at you know on your favorite uh, podcast platform would goes a long way and. Todd, give me. I'm over at FF, FF underscore spaceman, and Todd, this was a awesome week. I wish we were doing a third show. I am in the Halloween spirit. One wonderful, wonderful uh, content this week from Tales of so I'm very pumped. Yay, yeah, yay! Yeah.
0: Till next time.